Welcome back, everybody, to the Basement Bench. Just me again, Harrison. And before we get into the actual episode, I just wanted to bring everybody quickly up to speed on a lot of the changes that are happening here at the Basement Bench. So, uh, if you've noticed, the last few episodes have just been myself, Harrison, um, missing the other two tri hosts that are normally here, Cade and Kelton. Um, and it's really just because a lot of changes are happening for all of us in our personal lives. I know for myself, I just moved. Um, my wife and I here in a new apartment. She just finished school. She's transitioning to working as a group fitness instructor. We moved a lot closer to family. Lots of good things, but moving's a big process. Um, on top of that, dealing with a lot of other things in our personal lives. Cade, his wife is 11 weeks pregnant. They're expecting their first child in March. Congratulations to them. They're also on sorting out moving into their first home sometime in December. So super exciting, but very busy changes for them. Also, Cade is going to school. Kelton, he just got back from like a dream summer job in Lake Powell in southern Utah. Now he's working his butt off here back in Salt Lake again, trying to save up money for school. So we're all really busy. We've been apart. The summer's been really busy for us, and it's just been weird for everybody. I mean, 2020 has been a weird year. Um, and so, again, I apologize for the difficulty we had and how that's led us to have a large lag of episodes, and we've been really kind of absent for so long. But we're back. Um, and we're going to episodes be released consistently, but there's a lot of changes that are happening here. Um, moving forward, the basement binge is going to be changing from three tri hosts to just one. And that's going to be me, Harrison. So if Cade or Kelton was your favorite tri host, they're gone. I'm sorry. It's no hard feelings. We're all still friends. Just, we weren't able to get together and do the podcast and Cade said it really good as in our group chat we were talking about, like, this has been primarily, like, my passion project and my joy and something that I really wanted to do, something I started and has really kind of been the leader in. And it's just kind of been, like, a fun hobby on the side for Cade and Kelton, understandably so, to each their own and, and no disrespect to any of us. And so we all just kind of decided that this would be the best thing to do me moving forward on my own. Now, they'll be here as guests every once in a while, but by and large, it's just going to be me. Um so I'm really excited. I'm really nervous. Uh, I'm also really sad. Uh, it's going to be a lot different. And, you know, I will say there are a few episodes that we were able to record in the difficulty. Those are going to be released in the coming weeks. A little more details about that in a second. Um, but I need your guys' help as the listeners. Um, for those of you who are longtime listeners of The Basement Binge, first off, thank you for still sticking with us through this long intermission. But also, you would know that we just finished binging and re-ranking the MCU. And that was kind of our, our thing, is, is having a list of movies, watching them, and re-ranking them. So we were actually starting something brand new that we were super excited about called The Basement Binge Top 30. It was our combined and ranked list of our personal top 10s. Um, the first episode was actually The Dark Knight, one of the few episodes we were actually able to record that is going to be released. Um, but now, with Caden Kelton gone, just me, the idea of watching 30 films, 20 of which are from them... On my own, I mean, it just doesn't really work. I don't have the input that they would have about the films that they chose. Um, so I have some ideas about what the next few episodes and kind of the schedule should be moving forward. But I, more than anything, I want your input as a listener. So this is how you can help. In the show notes, there is going to be a link for a survey. It's a super quick, short, two-question survey. The first question is very, very simple. It's just going to give you a few options of ideas I have of what the next few episodes should be. Topic things um, you'll see there, like the Basement Binge Top 30, maybe my personal top 10, some other things that I've been excited about to do. I, I mean, I just can't really pick, and I, guys, I want your guys' input. So, very simple, multiple-choice question. The second question is if you like the current format we've had as 
trios and if it's going to be a good format for one person if you need a refresher of course it's going to be in this episode you're listening to but that is our two cents maybe a question time that was kind of weird so anyway two cents pick your poison which is our personal rating scale binge points least and likes and then lastly fall in now i can definitely stick with that there's a lot of things about that format that i'm used to that i really really like but there's a lot of things about it that are very different with just one of me there's always been one of me, but with one person having a conversation, just me and having no one kind of to respond to. So whether you think it should stick the same um, or if you have any suggestions about what it should change to or what it shouldn't change to, things you want me to avoid now that it's just one person here. Um, I appreciate you guys listening, um, especially your patience through this little announcement. It's really, really different. So please, please help me out. Take that survey. It's so quick. It's just two questions. You can take it in like 30 seconds. I'd be so grateful. Um, I'm going to leave that survey up for about a week and a half from the time you're hearing this episode. It's going to be open until September 19th. Um, In the meantime, those three episodes that we were able to record, one of which was the Dark Knight, part of the Basement Shop 30, those are going to be edited and released. Again, I'll have a reminder and the link to the survey in those as well. But those are going to be released for you guys while I kind of wait for your responses to the survey. And then after those release the next week, I will be back with whatever it is you guys voted on. And that's going to be the schedule moving forward. Just me and here and there, Kate and Kelton are going to pop in as guests. Plus any other people I get in. Maybe I can rope my wife into an episode once or twice. So anyway, thanks for your patience through that long announcement. Let's actually get into the episode. And if you're new here exciting you're here for a lot of new changes hopefully this is a good first step for me i guess kind of second step anyway mulan that's the topic that's why you clicked on this episode the live action disney remake of mulan um yeah let's get into it let's talk about this this has been a really interesting episode to prepare for in a lot of ways partially because it's so different with just one of me um the last episode before this, Tenet, it was just one of me, and that was really hard. I tried like three times recording that episode because the dynamics are so different. Normally, I just kind of have like bullet point, like really raw ideas that then would be developed as we converse between the three of us try hosts. Now it's just me. There's no one else responding. It's just me here talking into a microphone, which is a ton of fun, but those ideas don't develop the same way they would in a conversation with two other people. So I've had to prepare a lot more. Um, which has been really positive. I think it's been good to see how preparation is a good thing. So I'm sorry that this episode is a little late. I needed some time to prepare because it's so different now, which is one of the, but it's exciting. It's one of those things that makes me nervous about the change happening, but also super exciting. So anyway, into the first segment of the podcast, two cents. If you're new here at the basement binge, this originally was our two minutes of uninterrupted time where we gave a knee jerk reaction to the movie and what we're talking about. Obviously, the two-minute timer is kind of irrelevant now. What I'm going to change it to is just my spoiler-free kind of thoughts and feelings about the movie kind of as a whole, like a blatant statement without getting into, like, too specific details. I mean, you do have to be specific, but not really diving into things. And, of course, spoiler-free. Then, of course, we're going to pick your poison, which is our personal rating scale here at the Basement Binge. That will stay spoiler-free. After that, the spoiler wall will drop. We'll get into the binge points. The least and likes are our least favorite and favorite part about, or I guess my least favorite and favorite. I'm going to keep saying we, and then lastly, fall in. So, on to two cents. Um, and at first, I kind of want to explain the expectations that I personally had going into this this movie. I remember way back in December when, when before all this craziness happened, in the winter, I was working at like a night shift at the job I work, and it was actually in an office, and I had a friend that was working, and 
it's a call center. The calls are really slow. Um, so we had a lot of time to talk. And there was like a trailer release for this movie. So that's what we talked about. And we're both big into movies. And we had we both had a lot of excitement about it. And we did a lot of research. And the more we dug, the more excited we got. I mean, it was an all-Asian cast. The the writers behind it, the, the directors. And then there was also like a lot of people that we just saw hadn't done a lot of work. We didn't have a lot of things to base anything off of. But we were... I would say just kind of generally excited. And then the movie was announced at the beginning of the year before the pandemic, and there was a PG-13 rating associated with it, and it made me have this big excitement building up that was going to be like a really well-made wuxia film, which is like, for those who don't know, it's, it is, um, it means, it, it, wuxia literally means martial heroes it's a genre of chinese film um just like concerning the adventures of a martial artist or a swordsman and, and that's what i thought it was going to be i th- was really excited for it i thought that it was going to be like a change a new step in disney remakes live action remakes i thought especially with something like mulan with a pg-13 rating that it was going to be something really intentional especially with with um, fighting and martial arts and action, if you will, that, that things would be motivated, that conflict would be motivated, that story would progress through the action, um, that it wasn't just going to be like some silly obstacle the protagonist has to go against, you know, something using those those styles and tools and characteristics of those traditional Chinese and Asian martial arts films. You know, I'm thinking like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Shadow... Um, House of Flying Daggers, you know, anything from Jackie Chan, you know, those types of things, particularly Crouching Tiger, Hating Dragon. We just, from the small trailer we saw, we just kept talking about how we really wanted cool wirefu, me and my friend Diego, and how we wanted motivated conflict and the conflict and the action, the, the fighting to progress each character in their arc and throughout the story. And that is not at all what this movie is. And so I think, and realizing now, and talking to my family who I watched it with, I realized my ex- expectations were just way too high. And, and every time I saw a trailer that kind of didn't live up to my expectations, I'm like, oh, it's just a trailer. It's, it's going to be really, really good. And for whatever reason, I didn't want to let these expectations down. I was really looking forward to it. And th- that's not at all what happened. And at first... I was just like super critical and really negative because I was so disappointed. But the more I thought, this is kind of the consensus we've got to. Instead of that whoosh film that I was expecting, we got kind of the typical live-action Disney remake with incredible visuals. This is a gorgeous film. The sets are beautiful. The production and design is incredible. All the actors look great, as silly as that sounds. The cinematography is really beautiful in some moments, and it's fun and kind of lighthearted. It doesn't take itself too seriously. And then there's the opposite side of that, where all those strengths become a huge weakness when it heavily relies on green screen, trying to match those intense sets and locations, and it's noticeable to the cinematography kind of getting a little too playful where it doesn't carry a weight and then you get into the story, and you just kind of feel like Disney, or I just kind of feel like Disney cheated me with my nostalgia. It Disney knew that that Disney knew that I knew the story of Mulan, and they re- relied on that to tell a story. And it, it felt like the characters existed within a world that was traveling a course despite what they did, and that it was going to happen, 
and I knew the story and there wasn't much to experience here except for the story I already knew. And it kind of tries to break away from that moment, but then it just like quickly jumps back to things in like a cheap way when you know what's going to happen and, and like the suspense is gone. Um, again, I'm, I'm keeping this spoiler free, but that's just kind of what happened. I, I felt very cheated by the story. Um, on top of that, none of the characters really fle- felt fleshed out or, or lived in. They were just like... They were they were just there. I'm trying to say this without revealing the spoilers. They just didn't feel fleshed out. Like there was motive and emotion behind them. They just felt they were doing things because the story said so. They were progressing because the story said so. Um, and then there's like cheap narration that comes in to just kind of like fill in things that the filmmaker couldn't show. And it, it like I don't know. Like as me- the movie opens and there's like immediate narration. I was like, oh no. It was just like immediate. <laughs> My expectations were so high. Narration comes in, and then it, like the first scene started, and it like just kind of went down there more and more and more. And like each chance, I tried to give it a moment, or each moment I tried to give it a chance. Flip that, and it just didn't live up, and just let me down more and more and more. And by the end of it, I was just super super disappointed. I don't know. All of that being said, there's other times where the film like really tries to like have visual language and express things for visuals but it like it gets annoying and, and there's a point where like Mulan becomes like the Mockingjay or something towards the end like what, what the heck was that that was weird I don't know there, there's moments of the films where you can tell it really wants to be something special but it never leans into those things that can make it special and and they feel cheap and sometimes even gimmicky things like the cinematography in the trailer there's this one scene where the bad guy I totally forgot his name like jumps up onto the wall and the camera like tilts with him, um, and it, it's cool and it's used all the time in the movie and it's kind of cheap and annoying the way it's used instead of exciting and it feels like a gimmick. Um, there's moments of like cool wire foo, but it doesn't like allow it to be anything besides like a one-off or kind of like used in a cheap, unexciting way. Action is like quick cut and not well shot and there's tons of stunt doubles and green screen and when there is actors and you can tell and it's just like like those things were just so blaring with how high I had my expectations. Um, but you take a step back from my high expectations and how they fell from there. It is Mulan. It's a great story. Like I said, it's beautiful. The actors are, are doing a good job. They're enjoyable in the roles they portray as best they can. Um, and it's a story we know. And we can appreciate it for the story we know and for being a just, you know, by the books Disney remake. And when I say by the books, I mean like by the standards that Disney remakes have set for themselves. So that's your two cents. On to the next segment, pick your poison. And here at the Basement Binge, this is, I guess, now my personal rating scale that is solely based around what I would do or not do with this movie after watching it. Would I, one, never watch it again, which is self-explanatory. Two, be willing to stream it, which is the idea where it's you're kind of looking for something to watch. You don't have any specifically, and it's just already a part of a streaming service you're, you're paying for. There's no additional cost. Just fill in time. Stream it. Or, above that is rent. You'd be willing to pay a few dollars, not 30, but a few dollars to rent it, to watch it once. And, of course, top of the list is buy you know, pay full price, watch as many times as you can. And, you know, obviously, I saw the movie, I paid the $30 premium thing, luckily I had my family all chipped in $5 and made it much more worth it, but, like, I was so excited for this movie, I was to the point where I was willing to pay the $30 to buy it. 
or the premium access or whatever they call it for Disney Plus. After watching it, this is a stream. This is a movie that I would watch if I was somehow in a weird mood for it. It's on Disney Plus now. I don't have to pay anything additionally for it um, because my family already chipped in. The other circumstance I would watch it is if a family member or a friend was watching it and I was there or they invited me over, I'd watch it with them. I'd enjoy it. I'd understand the flaws and I'd be prepared to enjoy it as it is instead of having too high expectations. So that's my poison that I picked. Um, if you haven't seen the movie and I've convinced you from not seeing it, I'm sorry. If you already paid for it, I'm sorry. Go enjoy it anyway. Like, just just have the right expectations going in. If you haven't and you wanted to because you're looking for movies to see at home while we're figuring this whole thing out of 2020, just have the right expectations, unlike myself. And hopefully my bad expectations and bad experience didn't ruin it for you because it is something that can be enjoyed if you go into it properly. It's not the greatest movie ever made. It's not going to be five stars or anything like that with or without the right expectations, but it can be more enjoyable with the right ones. So hopefully that helps. If you have, if you haven't seen this movie and you're worried about spoilers, this is the point where you're going to stop listening. This is the end of the spoiler wall, as we call it. Um, if you haven't seen the movie and you're okay with spoilers, continue on to the next segment, which is binge points. So these are like little Easter eggs or details, meaningless, just things we notice or want to say without too much connected to it. Um, first, what the heck is going on with that witch lady being a shapeshifter, being able to control other people, being like an earthbender, and also being able to control fabric, and then like at the end, the emperor can randomly control fabric? Like, is that just like a byproduct of having a strong chi? And like, can guys have a strong chi, but like women have like super strong chi because they normally don't? And like, does that mean that Mulan is going to be able to do those things because her chi is similar to the witch lady? What the heck? None of that made any sense, and it was just like weird, and then it was like a part of the film, but not. Like, again, that going back to what I said earlier, where it like wants to do cool things, but never leans into them and allows them to be something more than like a one-off. That was a good example. The other thing, Donnie Yen kills it in this movie. Like, I don't, maybe it's just because I love him, but every scene, every moment he's in, he's just soaking up the screen, and it was great. You know, not the best, strongest role he's had, but he's great in it, and he's fun. The other thing that this movie does really well, especially with an all-Asian cast, is there are tons of cameos where there was an actor or actress that was in there. I'm like, hey, I know that person. They were in this thing. And, like, it was, like, exciting to see even if their role was, like, two seconds long, uh, which happens way more than it should. And a lot of people are kind of wasted. Um, but it's okay. It was fun to see him as, like, a little cameo. So that that's really all at the binge points. Other than that, it's a story about Mulan. I appreciate how they changed some things. Um... Yeah, not, not many other bench points. So, moving on, least and likes. This is where I will share my least favorite thing about the movie, seen most of the time, and my most favorite. Uh, the least favorite is honestly the action and the quick cutting nature of it and how bland it makes it, um, especially the beginning. I already talked about the opening scene, but with, like, little Mulan, first off, it felt really unnecessary and, like, dumb, for lack of better words. Like, I was like, why is this in here? is not connecting me to the character of Mulan. Like, the only good part about it is the spider thing, and, like, that actually played off really good, well, really well with the sister and the T later, and it didn't feel just, like, clunky exposition. But, like, the the editing and the action when Mulan's on the top of the roof was just like, what the heck? Like, especially because my expectations were so high, and, like, that's the first moment where those expectations can be met, and it just lets you down hard. Uh, so yeah, those are my least favorite. My favorite though is that location 
and it's mainly based off the location where Mulan's on like that multicolored ice that's like really green and red and orange and like bright where she confronts the witch and she loses and where it says that like whatever her male name is dies and then Mulan lives I really appreciate that because the location was absolutely beautiful super amazing to look at and like really well shot um, but I also appreciate that when she confronts the witch lady, she loses. Um, and the reason that she loses is because the dishonesty within her help hurts her inner strength and her chi. And get more into that and fall in, but I, I just really like that. And, and the result of that, she chooses later to be true to herself, live up to that final oath of being true, and to reveal herself, so to speak, um, instead of being caught, like in the other Mulan story. She chooses to reveal Maybe by necessity, I don't know, but it, it feels like a choice. That was one of the few moments where it felt like a choice, because um, she could have walked away at that that moment. Um, and I I said how the movie just kind of like felt like it was on track and characters were just doing it because the story demanded. That was like a moment where I really felt it instead of just like observed it, so to speak. So that's a good way to move into fall in our final section where we we discuss the themes or elements of the movie that we're going to draw away from it emotionally to, to try and help us become better individuals um, in our outlook about ourselves and, and life. Um, yeah, it's it's one of my favorite, not one of them, it is my favorite segment and one of the reasons I was so excited about starting podcast. So anyway, on to the fall in with Mulan. Um, and it has to do with what I talked about just a second ago. And that's the honesty and the, the oath to be true. And I love that like Mulan doesn't so easily just like thrust out her sword one last time and say true like like she tr- struggles with it and i i you can see that that is because of the, the the trueness within herself um which i think makes her her chi powerful if you will um and i think in in today's circumstances not just like right now but just kind of as a whole it's really easy to not be true to ourselves and try to be something that we're not or like the version of ourselves we think people want and, and to not be honest, and like really we, we destroy the power we have as an individual by trying to be something that we're not because we think that's what other people want, or to twist it sadly, because that's what the world demands of us. And I think we would find, if we have the courage to be true to our inner selves, that the world would be more accepting of us because of the power we all have as we're true to ourselves. Um hopefully that makes sense what I'm saying that and and you know you could talk like really watered down and just say oh people be honest but I, I love the idea of honesty and trueness to yourself and to your own potential and your own capacities in the in who you are um that was really great the other thing that I, I like kind of just like went over in my head because I was so annoyed by the end of the family but then by the end of the movie but then later talking to my family I grew to like was the devotion to family like I haven't watched Mulan in a while, but, like, that never really felt like it was a heavy-handed part of the the movie. You could definitely pull it out of it, um, but it was never, like, mentioned. And I love that Mulan says, as part of her oath, she needs to be devoted and true to her family. And I love that it makes it a, a final oath part of her sword, because that's an important thing as well. You know, as we're true to ourselves, we should also be true to our, our family and those we love, um, and and I think that that really sh- makes us the strength within us, our chi, to use the terms of the movie, really powerful. And I like that. Um, and it was a good thing to pull away, and it did make the movie enjoyable. Um, 
once I got past my pessimistic attitude because my expectations were let down. So all in all, as I wrap up this podcast, I don't know. It's something you're going to have to weigh out on your own. There's there's parts of it that I really, really liked, and there's parts of it that I really, really didn't. So I don't, I'm still kind of on the fence if I'm like really glad or, or kind of disappointed or just I'm somewhere in between. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm glad I watched it with my family, but I'm also glad that I didn't have to pay $30 for it because we all chipped in to make it cheaper. That made it worth it. I think I'd be a little more bitter if I paid $30. Um, but definitely, you know, if you're on a tight budget is one of those things that you can wait until it's released on Disney plus as a, like for everyone else in December. Uh, so yeah, that's the end of the episode for Mulan. Welcome to the new and reformed. I was going to say new and re- improved, but I don't think it's improved yet. It's n- new and in an altered basement binge. It's going to be interesting just by myself. Hopefully, I, I feel, you know, I, I recorded Tenant, and then I didn't like it, so I re-recorded it. And even that, I was like, I don't really like this, but I want to get it out among the hype of Tenant. And that was a great movie. But I, I feel this went a lot better, even though I would have liked to talk about Tenant a lot more. I feel like I was more prepared, and it was better, and it made it more enjoyable for myself. Hopefully for you as a listener as well. If you did, let us know. If you're new here, because you caught Mulan... You're coming at a good time because a lot's changing and you're going to get used to my voice a lot. So please subscribe. I would appreciate that. Leave a comment, whatever. If you really want to help us, if you like the show, please leave us a review. Um, Especially if you're an Apple user, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts um, or podchaser.com and search for The Basement Binge. Those reviews really, really help us um, to find or, or to people to find the podcast. That'd be so helpful for me. Thank you. A bunch of new things are coming. So subscribe. You're going to get those episodes that we recorded with Caden Kelton or I recorded with Caden Kelton um, and then some new things coming from me and which I still don't know what those are yet so take the survey so I can start to know what those are and see if you like this format that that I would just appreciate you guys help because I want you guys to enjoy this as much as I do so thanks for listening that's all for now ciao ciao Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.